Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. The Navy Federal Credit Union More Rewards American Express card earns members three times the points at supermarkets, food delivery, and gas, plus one point on everything else. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information and to apply. All right, we're talking with Air Force veteran Michael Buzz Bazinski, CEO of Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. So, Michael, thanks for being here today. Looking forward to learning what the rule of 26 is, which is your new book that just came out. But before we talk about all that, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Air Force. Uh, right. I joined the Air Force in 96. I was actually a third-generation Air Corps. I joined as a computer t- display technician, a CDMT um, one Alpha 5 on AWACS. So I was in charge of all of the computers, interface and display systems on board, plus a uh, passive detection system. As far as that goes, I was in for 10 years. I was stationed at uh, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and then also stationed at Elmendorf Air Force Base in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska. Did you like Alaska? Loved Alaska. Stayed Alaska for 18 years. No kidding. Yeah. Everybody, That's where I started my first business after the military. Really? Everybody yeah. I've ever known that was stationed in Alaska. Yeah. Loved it. it. You either love it or hate it. Like there, you either get it or you go. It's just one <laughs> of the two. There's nobody that sits there and goes, well, it's okay. I guess I'll stick around there. You know, <laughs> one or the other. It's you, one get, you didn't get tired of the sun not coming up in the wintertime. I, I didn't. Um, it went finally ended up getting me out of Alaska and I still spend time there. Don't get me wrong. Um, is the, the politics and the, sh- the shortness of the wit- the summer. We have two seasons in Alaska it's mm-hmm. winter and summer. There are no shoulder seasons. Um, it just gets cold and it's cold for a long time. Then it gets warm, warm for a short time. And, but the politics uh, was really what got me out and it's the, the economy there is is wavering in the wind due to all the things that are happening with oil. And um, and then this legislature didn't take care of the state while the boom season of like $125 barrel of oil. They didn't think like, well, maybe we should hold on to some of this for a rainy day. <laughs> so, and then $25 barrel oil came around. They're like, oh, we're like 20% of our budget now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I never heard of somebody complaining about you never associate Alaska with politics, but you know, oh my gosh. It's the, and it's dirty there. Like I, people ask me all the time, like, when are you going to run for office? I was like, I couldn't do it. I was like, one, I got too many skeletons in the closet and two, <laughs> I, I'd probably end up punching somebody like just the bureaucracy that goes on just to have a session. Cause the main city is Anchorage. It's got 370,000 people. They ship everybody down to Juneau from all around the United States are all around the, the, uh, uh, the, the state, which is as long as the United States is and as tall as the United States is. And they go down to this little town called Juneau where the capital is. It's only accessible by sea and air. And so just the Anchorage delegates takes over $2 million just to get all their stuff down there to do business for 90 days. Wow. And then they never get it done. So they have to, then they get extra money for not doing their job 
long story, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, after a while, you're just like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> so talk a little bit, you were, you're in the air force for about 10 years. Talk about what your transition out was like. Man. So I had a, uh, at 10, I told myself at 10, I said, either I get out at 10 or I do 20. And I actually looked at the finances of it. I, I had, I had kind of gotten to the top of my AFSC. Uh, the next steps were nothing that I was really interested in. But then looking outward, there was, I didn't know what to do. Like I, I didn't do the college I was supposed to do when I got in. Um, I didn't end up liking the, the trade stuff that I was looking at. I was looking at M Microsoft certified engineering. And I was like, I don't want to be tied to uh, a software for the rest of my life and deal with that. So I was really lost as far as what to do when I got out. And so I was a working musician from the time I was 13 to the time I was 28. Hmm. So, but I decided not to be, not to do that when I got to Alaska. Um, I, by, by then I was recording my own stuff in my own recording studio at home. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I was moonlighting at night doing sound and um, for like local clubs and whatnot. And so I had gotten a good reputation there. So I decided to open up my own recording studio. And that was the, the first thing. So it was Buzz Biz Studios back then. And I worked with working musicians. And um, it was crazy because I had just gotten a divorce. I took all the money that I got from the, the sale of the house to pay off all my debt and then build out the studio. And after that, I mean, after my terminal leave, there was no cushion. There was no parachute. It was sink or uh, swim or die. I mean, it was just, it was, I, looking back on it, it was, it was the dumbest thing I ever did. But at the time, I never even thought about the risk. It was just like, this is going to work. And I just didn't have any like, oh, I, I mean, I, I feared failure, but mm -hmm. I had no, my brain didn't comprehend what that meant. Like being out on the street. But I mean, I got my cost of living down to like $500 a month. Um, I owned everything. I didn't have any credit card debts. I didn't have any kids. To, I didn't have any alimony. I didn't have anything. Right. So it was just like everything that I put into it. You work 18 hour days, you figure it out. You just yeah. do it. <laughs> just make it happen. Yeah. So, so basically you, you, you pushed through that, pushed past it, got out of it and went on to other things. So what happened was, is at about a year in, I did about $72,000 worth of recording and a little bit of graphic design to, to fill in the holes. And I realized that serving starving musicians was a horrible business idea, uh, <laughs> business plan. And so I was like, I've got to pivot. I got to pivot fast or I'm just going to, you know, it's either going to be a lifestyle uh, business where it's just like, I just make a living, cut out a living doing this and just be okay with not having, you know, the ability to do things I like to do, like travel and do adventure and on that, all those nice things. And so I just decided that, well, who else is there to serve? And I've, you know, as an entrepreneur, I liked talking to other entrepreneurs and I, I, I networked with other business owners and stuff like that around town. I was like, and they would always ask like, oh yeah, you could help me with this. They're going to do that. And so I pivoted over to media production for small businesses. And then as my marketing skills became more and more prevalent in my conversations at the beginning, I was giving them away free thinking, okay, well, they'll just come back to me because I helped them out. And I found out that that's that's it's a nice thought. You would think people would reciprocate that type of uh, mentality, but it didn't work that way. And so finally, we started to just charge for it. I was like, yeah, I could help you out with that, but I'm gonna have to bill you for it. And so it grew into a multi-million dollar creative agency. 
We were one of the largest ones in, in Alaska. Um, and we were competing with uh, companies that had been around for 30, 40 years, second generation type of businesses, uh, businesses yeah. that were started back in the 60s and are now, uh, you know, um, employee owned and stuff like that and mm -hmm. have all the ins. But I was the one that worked with small businesses through and through. We were the, the small business champions. And then about 2018, I kind of came up, I came to an epiphany that I hated my job. I owned a job as CEO of a large agency. I didn't have the autonomy that I wanted, that I thought I would have when the business uh, came to be as big as it was. Um, I wasn't paying myself right. I wasn't treating myself right. And, and quite honestly, that my, my, my employees at, at one point weren't treating me right. And it just became a point where I just needed to pivot again. And so I broke my company up. I shut the big at 13,000 square foot facility. I shut it all down and uh, rebuilt the whole thing into two different divisions. And so now I have a media production company that's legacy for all the clients that we've served over the last 17 years. And then I now I have Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing that just focuses on the, the uh, digital marketing and website marketing service uh, needs for service-based businesses is our, our core market. We, we do different types of businesses like e-commerce, retail, and stuff like that. But service-based businesses is like, it's a tough one for people. And so I love the challenge and I like dealing with the owners, which are usually very active in service-based businesses. So mm -hmm. it's really worked uh, really well for me in the last couple of years I'm more profitable than I ever was before. Um, and I can pick my clients. I can, um, if my clients don't want to work in the way that we work, because we know, I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years now in marketing and I've been in business now for 17. Like I, I've seen enough of these things to know what will and will not work. And I stay, and I stay up with what's happening now to know what new tools should and shouldn't be uh, played with. Uh, with small to medium-sized businesses. You know, I, I always like the pivot story because I almost feel like you're not, you're not truly an entrepreneur until you've at least pivoted once. And yeah. the pivot is very important because we military types, we get these grandiose ideas and we've never really been in business before. Mm -hmm. And we fall in love with, you know, in, in, in the military mission planning, we always say, don't fall in love with your plan. Yeah, exactly. If your plan is not going to accomplish the mission, it's the same in entrepreneurship. Don't fall in love with your business idea because your business idea might suck. I mean, <laughs> I've had so many fail. Yeah, you've so got, many failures. <laughs> you, you want to go into business to do this, and everyone's telling you there's no money in that and there's no demand for it. So, no matter how good you are, mm -hmm. there's never going to be any money. No one wants that. I, I, I can attest to that. Like about six months into my recording studio, and I had big plans for recording studio. I wanted to build a studio in the side of a mountain that was on a lake and have like the big guys come in onto a float plane that like to hunt and fish. And so there'd be a cabin in the front and a secret little door that go to the back where this cool recording studio, multi-million dollar recording studio was. And then six months in, all of a sudden the home studio came out and it cost just as much to get a home studio and have it for as much time as you want than it was to, to pay me to record one album. Mm -hmm. And the musicians didn't, didn't get the, the difference between being a musician and being an engineer. And so, I mean, if I would have held on to it much longer than I did, I would have drowned. I would have a job right now. 
I'd be working for some, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, Hey, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Did you know with the more rewards credit card from Navy Federal Credit Union, you can earn three times the points at supermarkets, food delivery, and gas, plus one point at everything else. Your rewards won't expire while your account is open, and you can redeem them for cash, travel, gift cards, and more. Plus, the More Rewards card is contactless, so you can make payments quickly and securely with just a tap of your card. Speaking of rewards, you can get a Navy Federal Auto Loan and reward yourself with a new car. Applying is easy. You can do it on their mobile app, online, or by phone, and it's so fast, you can get a decision in seconds. Right now, rates are as low as 1.79% APR. Plus, with Navy Federal's car buying service, powered by TrueCar, you can shop, compare, and save on your next new or used car. So, whether it's your first car or your dream car, Navy Federal can help you cruise into a monthly payment you can afford. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Open to the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families. American Express is a registered service mark of American Express used by Navy Federal under license. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Rates subject to change and are based on credit worthiness. Rate available for new vehicles. Messages and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information and to apply. All right, back talking with Air Force veteran Michael Bazinski from Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. So, Michael, you just came out with a book. First podcast you've done since your book came out. Tell us about it. So the rule of 26, I don't know if we're actually recording video today, but yep. this is the rule of 26 right here. Um, and I, I wrote this book as a quick guide. I've, you know, as I was growing up as a marketer, I read a lot of marketing books or a lot of leadership books and how to be in a business. And I have my favorites out there for sure. But when it came to marketing books, I kept reading the same thing over and over again, and nobody was paying attention to the small to medium-sized businesses in the essence of businesses, business owners don't have the time nor the passion to learn digital marketing. Like they just don't. And so if I'm going to connect with people, I need to be able to get down to the lowest common denominator that'll actually move needles, move move that revenue needle, right? And so I was doing some research one day and I ran across this mathematical equation and it was just kind of something that people kind of threw around and I, and I looked at it and I'm like, wait a minute, if I can bring it down. Oh, so let me back up just a hair. There's place, there, there are over 68 KPIs, key um, performance indicators out there for digital marketing um, by HubSpot, like one of the, the really big, you know, social media CRM folks, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like 68, like nobody wants to learn that. I don't want to pay attention to 68 KPIs. I just not, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the reasons I don't work with enterprise companies because large corporations, they pay attention to those little tiny indicators because they feel that over time it's going to move the ship, right? Because they don't move as fast as small businesses do. And I'm like, that just doesn't work for SMB. So I was like, I need to boil this down. And so what I've done for my whole career is like, how does it boil down to an SMB? And so the rule of 26 came to me in that, that I could give three KPIs that you could focus, laser focus, one at a time. And while you're going through those three, actually double the revenue coming from your website. And so the rule 26 became a white paper and then it, it, it grew in popularity. And so I went ahead and finished it as a book. Three KPIs, 
can be the indicators of doubling your web, website traffic. Exactly. So what I did was I found three KPIs. The rule of 26 says that if you increase your website traffic, your website conversion rate, and the average value per client by 26%, you will get 100% more revenue from your website traffic. Yeah, that's huge. It's a leverage too, right? Because we're only looking at 78% increases. You're like, well, where did that other 22% go? It's a beautiful thing. I wish it was a 26% difference because then it would be all there, but <laughs> that would have been really good marketing, but it ended up being 22%. And the crazy thing is, is that when you do that once, the next step is doing it twice. So if you do the rule of 26 twice, you will quadruple the amount of money that you're, the revenue you're getting from your website. Wow. Done. Now, the trick is, is getting those 26%. And the book, it goes through a lot of tactics to, to tackle each of those. So the biggest thing is getting, you know, for service-based businesses, like the first thing I talk to my clients about is like, are you getting paid as much as you should be? Like the easy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, are you promoting your website? Are you getting the right kind of traffic? Um, is, your tra is your website converting people into contacting you? Um, and so the book kind of goes straight through all of those. It's a short book, so I don't fluff it with a lot of stuff. It's like really like boom, 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 boom. Here, try this, try this, try that, dot, dot, dot. Little anecdotal stuff in there, uh, here and there, but really just meat and potatoes. Um, and then I give references to other places you can find help. Um, obviously, I'm a resource because it's my rule. It's actually on my new website. It's coming out here in a couple of weeks and it's going to be right at the top. Like this is how we run our digital agency, I hate that word, digital agency, digital firm, our integrated marketing firm um, is through the rule 26. We're not going to sit there and fluff you and go, oh, you need to spend $20,000, $30,000 and do all these fun things. It's like, no, let's look at the three things that could double your revenue as soon as possible. Yeah. So can you can you go over some case studies or some examples, some details about Sure, sure. So um so the rule of 26 uh, case studies, wow. So it's never the same for any two businesses, right? And the rule of 26 is only about a year and a half in, con in its conception. So we've slowly but surely been bringing this through, our, uh, through to our clients as like, hey, this is how we're doing it. Um, but I can tell you over the last 17 years, it's what we do. Like the biggest thing for traffic that people they're like, well, I can't afford all the Google ads and the, and this and that. I'm like, well, then your search engine optimization is a big deal, right? And so I just did six case studies um, on just search engine optimization, which is a, a, a traffic increaser, right? That that increases traffic to your website when you get good SEO. We have over 100% increase in traffic. So when it comes to Rule 26, some of these things you can blow right out of the water, right? And and it helps in the force multiplication, but it, it, time and time again, the 26% on traffic is like one of the easier things to do. Our biggest successes are when people come and they're like, hey, I've got 2,000 people coming to my website every month, but uh, I don't get any phone calls. No conversion. Oh, no conversions. Okay, here we go. Now we're working in those. Mm -hmm. I get conversion rates bumping up. I mean, and one of the indicators for, for like, for me that I look at is a bounce rate. How many people are coming to your website and then immediately getting out of the website before they do anything, right? So they're not engaging. You can't convert if they're not engaging. And so I did, I was doing some um, 
case studies for the new website. And I looked at some of the bounce rates. And I mean, we're doing these huge reductions in bounce rates uh, on, on site uh, that I, mean, I had one that was an 87% decrease. Somebody went from 87%, I'm sorry, 87% bounce rate down to a 24% bounce rate, which is over half of the national average for bounce rates. Like 51%, one out of two people sticking around and one out of two bouncing, that's average, right? Anything below yeah. that, you're awesome. You get into the 30s, you're killing it, right? Your, your conversion rate should be up, way up. And our conversion rates on average in the United States for service-based businesses are around two and a half to three and a half percent. So that means for every hundred people, you should get two to three phone calls or forms or whatever your conversion rate is from that, uh, that traffic. Otherwise we need to take a look at your conversion rate. So book kind of goes through, like, what do you start with? Which one is it? Is, is, uh, one of the biggest causes of bounce rate, how long it takes the website to load. That is a huge, huge uh, impact. Uh, if you have a website that takes five seconds to load, you're done. It's too, like, clunky, too clunky or slow or yeah, bogged yeah. down. People with are getting on their phones. And with 5G, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to get opened up. But we have to wait for 5G to catch up to the lowest common denominators, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the folks who hold on to phones for five years are not going to have G- 5G for five years. Well, those are your older business owners, right? Yeah. And a lot of my folks... Are they're in their late 30s, all the way into their legacy uh, stages of their their um, businesses? Because they're like, I don't get it, um, and I don't want to get it. Just make it happen, right? It's like, okay, great, let's let's do that. And then my younger folks, they get it, and so they come to me to go, just do it better, or just get it off my plate because I got better things to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're if your website, your homepage is not loading in two seconds, your bounce rate is always going to be high. Yeah, I know. I had my old website, like the original website, over the WordPress site had just been had too many updates and um, plugins and plugins weren't optimized. All the good things. Yep. Like I'm like, dude, I had no idea that that was going on. So I converted. It's your mobile optimization now. So Google's actually turned around and said, "Hey, listen, we're looking. We're only going to technically. They haven't said it, but I haven't seen anything that said that they're going to be looking at your desktop anytime soon." Now they look at mobile first indexing, meaning they go to your mobile version of your website and say what is there and what's optimized. So how fast does your mobile website load gives you your speed indicator for them to give you your score, what we call Google juice. Yeah. Google juice. Yeah. The Google juice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what typically happens when, when you're working with a new client, um, I, I, like you said, everyone's different, but um What's your, how often do you stay with them long-term or is it pretty much a, you come in and fix everything and move on? Uh, so I am not one of those uh, by far. My average client sticks with me for at least three years. Oh wow! Um, I have clients that have been with me. I've been their fractional CMO, which means basically I am a replacement version of their chief marketing officer. They've never thought of hiring one because they have me in their back pocket for over 12 years. That's awesome. So you can probably bring more traffic, better conversion rate, and increase the average cost of a sale. Average, the average revenue per client. Average revenue per client. Yeah, not right. how much it costs you to make the sale, but... Um, no, yeah, how much money you're actually getting from the sales. Average revenue per sale. You probably do a lot of that without a lot of actual 
true social media marketing, like what, what people know is social media marketing, right? <laughs> you, you, first of all, you come in, you fix everything. So everything's working right. Right. Then you bring in the marketing campaign after things are working right. Right. And you also have the, the one thing to think about is this, is that people think about getting more traffic from your uh, from social media. Social media is extremely expensive for businesses. You, an organic post gets less than 3% of your followers each time. And it, so we did a, a study, uh, well, like, somebody uh, else did a study. Like, we, less we than three, like less than 3% of your followers even see it or less nope, than 3%? They don't even, 97% of the people who are following you own, do not see most of your, most of your stuff. Only 3% do. And, and, and only 3% that actually see it are the ones who actively engage. So probably your close friends, your current clients, and your family members. <laughs> and it's, it's because it's not even being shown to them? Yeah. The algorithms, is the, it's a pay to play. So I tell people all the time, if you don't have a huge following, like I'm talking tens of thousands of people following you actively, liking your stuff and commenting, social media is not your traffic tactic. You got to go over to social, you got to go over to search engine marketing because it gets a thousand times more traffic than social does, website traffic. And it's 14 times more profitable, meaning that it has a 14 or it's a seven times more profitable. It is a 14% close rate compared to a 2% close rate uh, of social media. So I use social media as a conversion rate. And also as an advocacy uh, um, piece. So um, if I talk to you and you start following me and we're, and we're having a conversation, it's keeping you in the loop and we're having that conversation someday. You'll go, okay, yeah, let's go buzz, right? Yeah. Um, after you've bought from me, it's a way to keep me on top of mind because you have engaged with me and the algorithm is going to be nice to me to, to give you the privilege of seeing my stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then hopefully you'll refer me to people or you'll come back and be a return client. So you're saying, um, I forget the term you use, but you're saying basically, if you can get somebody to land on your website, it's mm -hmm. going to be way better than any kind of social media platform. Oh, heck yeah. The only, <laughs> now retail's different. Like service-based businesses, look at this service-based businesses. Yeah. yeah okay, okay. I guess it depends on what you're talking about, but. Right. So retailers, there's retailers who have marketplaces on Facebook and, and Facebook uh -huh. has become its own search engine. So if you're looking for a widget, you could make a living just on Facebook without a website. You could do that. Right. But for a service-based business, no. You're paying there. You want to be seen, you got to pay for it. Now, should you be managing that? Yeah, that's tough. If you don't know what you're doing, you can spend a lot of money on social media. A lot. And, and, yeah. and Google just as well. It's, it's more complicated. But right. if you do it right and you have somebody who knows what they're doing, doing it for you, man, it can make you some money. But you don't have to pay. You can use search engine optimization um, and get organic traffic, and the, and but it's just a long play, right? And that's the difference between organic or gorilla, if you will, in the digital realm, and paid. Paid is now. So in marketing, speed equals dollars, right? It right. costs more to get it now and fast, right? Um, if you're willing to wait, then it doesn't have to cost as much um, to get that same result which for service-based businesses is not all that bad because you have to grow with that business. One of the, my first chapters talks about if you can't handle an extra 30 clients, you don't want to go all the way to the end 
of the rule of 26 if you're starting with 50, right? Mm -hmm. Because that, because you're going to need 58% more clients to see them when it's all said and done to double your revenue, right? So if you right. don't have the capacity to do that, whoo, hold on, let's look at your organization. Let's get you in front of somebody who knows how to help you streamline your process because you might not be ready for it. That, that's, and that's the worst thing to do is bring in brand new clients and then make a bad name for bad customer service, bad service altogether, because you're just not ready. It's not that you didn't want it, you're mm -hmm. just not ready. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee you there's a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners out there that think I got to be on social media and that's where my, that's where my bread and butter is going to come from when what you're saying is just the opposite. I mean, a lot of people view, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, even myself, I'm like, well, websites are, seems like these days, websites are almost dead. No. Websites are more important now than ever. If you don't have a website as a service-based business, you're dead in the water. So there's not a lot, service-based businesses not getting, I mean, do a lot of service-based businesses not realize this? Like, they're, oh, it's all about my Facebook page and my Instagram page. It's about 50-50. It's about 50-50. The folks who get it, like, so I have widgets, like inexpensive widgets that do a lot of work, like uh, chat bots and social proofing and stuff like that on the website that help people stay on the website to say, okay, these guys are legit. Even when you're beginning, you can, you can come off legit. Um, if you're legit, obviously, um, and, and, and make a good presence. What people think you have to do is spend a bunch of money on Google ads and social media ads and advertising, all the other things for your website to be any good. The thing is this, 68, on average, 68% of consumers go to your website before engaging you at all. That means two thirds of, the, of your potential clients are checking your website out, if only to see how legit you look. Yeah. Then they're going to go check out your Google reviews. And if, you, if you're in Yelp or BBB and all the other things that go on, and that's reputation management, right? And yeah. so that's another thing that we do, but that's like the next step after the rule of 26, right? It's like you're fine tuning, you're getting something that's a little more streamlined and you're, you're leveraging the traffic you have. But most businesses have are lacking in traffic to make any significant changes or I would say like it, smart changes to their website and they, they try all these things. And it's like, none of that matters until you have enough traffic going through to tell you and me whether or not what is happening is statistically significant. Yeah. So what are the main, what are some of the main things to drive more traffic? So the main things to drive more traffic is talk about your website. Like every chance you get, you mention your website, go to your family members, go to, go to networking events, have your business card, forget your phone number, get the website on there. I mean, just the, the everything you can possibly do that you're doing now to push your business in the real world. Um, you need to do that with your website. My websites have notoriously been big monster websites that go into who we are as a company, what we do in every facet of what we do, that whole line yard. It's like my new website's like 38 pages deep. And that's going to be the launch of the new site. And that's just to give people uh, the ability to choose their own adventure of how and what they need help with. So how do you want to be helped? And what do you need help with? And it actually goes the opposite way. What do you need help with? And how would you like us to help it? Do you, do you want to do it yourself and you just need guidance? 
Yeah. Would you like to do it with us? Or would you just like, hey, guys, just get it done because I don't got time. I'm an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Now, you yourself are a service-based business. Yeah. Do you, what, tell me about what your social media presence is like versus <laughs> what your website's like. My website, my search engine optimization is so much better than my social media. Um, but I do have my social media there because when people go to check us out, mm-hmm. it's there. Like that, it's, it's, we have some inexpensive things that help people get social media done very quickly and boom, done. But they, we tell them like, this is just to show people you're active because they need that in their brain to go, okay, yeah, they're social media active. We're good. Doesn't matter what you're offering. You're they just want to know. Right? To get into your website. Right. You're, they, they've already been your website by the time they got in your social media nine times out of 10. They're using your social media for social proof. They want to see what your reviews are on social media. They want to see what you talk about because people do business with people they like and trust. So you have to hit both of those things right there before they call you. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So, all right, Michael, we're getting close to the end of our time. Where do we find Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing? Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing is at buzzworthy.biz. That's B-U-Z-Z-W-O-R-T-H-Y dot B-I-Z. Lots of Bs and Zs in there. Uh, my, my, my call sign was Buzzman. My nickname's Buzz. Last name's Bazinski. You can't get away from it. You didn't have dot buzz. <laughs> right. I wish. Oh, they do have dot buzz, but that's serious? yeah. My, my original email was actually with buzzbiz media. It was buzz at buzzbiz.biz, which had <laughs> seven Z's in it. And people were like, they were so confused. Like how many, I have too many Z's. I can't do it. It's like, okay. So we went to BBS Alaska, buzzbiz studios, Alaska.com. Oh, and we still use it. It's hilarious. We're, we got buzzworthy uh, emails and then our media company still uses the the buzzbiz um, uh, concept there. And then you can get the book on Amazon. All right. Um, there is there will be a link. Uh, the rule of twenty uh, rule of twenty six two six r u l e o f two six dot com has a link to it. Or if you just want to go to Amazon and search b u z i n s k i in Amazon, I am the only Bazinski on Amazon right now. So. <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right, Buzz, if you're talking to somebody who's getting ready to get out of the military, just got out, looking to start their own business, get into entrepreneurship, what kind of advice comes to mind? It's going to cost you five times as much as you thought. <laughs> it's going to take you three times as much time as you thought. And it's, it's always going to be a struggle. So if you do not have that stick-to-itiveness, don't do it. Mm. But if you have a no quit, willing to work 80 hours a week to not have a 40 hour a week job, then do it. And then once that's decided, do all of your research and don't forget your marketing. I can't tell you how many times I've done classes for the Small Business Association and the Small Business Development Centers and people get in and they're like, yeah, so we have a business plan and I look at it and there's nothing in there budgeting for marketing. Marketing is the lifeblood of any business. That's awesome. Well said. All right. Great advice. All right, Michael. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you, Joe. Your success story. Uh, You've been through a lot and uh, have definitely made it to the other side and a legit (laughs) entrepreneur. Thank you very much. All right. I appreciate you, Joe. 
You bet. Appreciate you. These two veterans, Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>